Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the Chromecast, to Ghost Story Roundtable with your hosts of the Chromecast. I'm John. I'm Luke. And I'm Josh. And we're here to share with you some weird, freaky folktale from each of the places that we live. Everybody's got some cool stories that folks in the community pass down, and we think it's awesome to share it with you and to hear back from you about the weird stories that happen in your neck of the woods. We've got listeners from all over the world, and we want to we want to compile as many cool ghost stories as we can. So let's focus on some uh, some some university life, guys. Some, some okay. academia. We're we're all associated with some various universities. We, you know, can talk about maybe a story that we had as as undergrads or grad students, or maybe where we're at now. Maybe that would be a good way for us to to kick things off. Sure. Josh, you've got some cool stuff. You work at a university called Transylvania University, right? <laughs> that's that's true. Yes, uh, Transylvania University is the first university west of the Appalachian Mountains in Kentucky, which is one of the oldest states in the Union. And as you might imagine, in a state like this, at a university that old, there must be some ghostly happenings that have occurred over the years. And if you assume that, you would be right. One legend associated with Transylvania University is the, the curse of Constantine Raffinesque. So Constantine Raffinesque was a professor at Transylvania University way back in the uh, early part of the 1800s. And he was a naturalist. He studied uh, fish. He studied flowers. He was notorious for giving names to species that, uh, unbeknownst to him, already had been named. Um, and so, in in one way, he's kind of the butt of a lot of jokes in the biological community. But in another sense, he was far ahead of his time, potentially a genius, potentially uh, an early case of, of adult ADHD. But this story has to do with Constantine Raffinesque's dismissal from the university. And so, because of his braggadocio, because of his nature, because of a lot of rumors that circulated about Constantine Raffinesque and the uh, president of the university's wife, um, the president then of Transylvania University, Horace Hawley, had Constantine Raffinesque fired from the university, uh, regardless of his standing in the biological community. Now, at this point, Lexington was a, a very large city on the frontier, and uh, Transy, Transylvania University, was one of the best schools in the Union. And losing a job like this was a big blow to a big ego like Raffinesque, and so Raffinesque, upon hearing of his dismissal, said, I place a curse on Transylvania University and a curse upon you, Horace Holly. And then he left. A year later, Horace Holly came down with yellow fever and died. A couple of years after that, the main building on campus burned down. And ever since this curse was placed on the university, terrible things have happened around campus. One of those is a fire that gutted one of the older buildings on campus uh, called Old Morrison, which was actually used as a hospital during the Civil War. During the late 1800s, there was a, uh, or early 1900s rather, there was a, 
a secret society on campus known as the Hemlock Society who were charged with going to find Rathanesque's bones and bringing them back to Transy, bringing them back home. Now, Rathanesque died poor and was buried in the potter's field in uh, Pennsylvania, I believe. And so these Hemlock Society members went to the supposed gravesite of Rathanesque and dug him up. Now, if you know anything about people who were buried in the potter's ground, you know that people were sort of buried on top of one another. They right, were essentially, right. essentially mass graves. Yeah. And so they weren't sure if they got the right bones or not. There was no way to tell at that point in time. And so they brought back some bones that they assumed were Raffinesques. And they placed them into a sarcophagus inside the administrative building at the university where I work, at Transylvania University. However, there's some evidence that they screwed up and retrieved the wrong body. <laughs> that potentially the bones they retrieved were of a lady named Mary Passamore, who now occupies a tomb in Transylvania University, a strange place where she never visited in life, in a tomb that is not hers. And so now there are two angry spirits, one Rathanesque and the other Passamore. And around this time of year, they like to play some tricks on the, the faculty and staff at Transylvania University. So the curse has not been lifted. And you try to rile them up a bit, too. You lock some students in there with her. That's exactly right. Yeah, every year some students uh, sort of are chosen. I think six first-year students are chosen, are selected to spend the night in Rathanesque's tomb. Uh, they're marched down in front of the student body and placed in the tomb to spend the night with, with Rathanesque or Mary Passamore. I it. wish I had gone there just so I could do that. <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. I've had some of the students who have done that in class before, and they they uh, they've got some pretty interesting stories to tell themselves. That's good stuff, man. Uh, what about you, John? You wanna you wanna talk about something? Yeah, if we're going with university tales, I went to Purdue University for my undergraduate degree, and Purdue has a strong history in aviation and astronomical engineering and all that kind of stuff. Neil Armstrong attended the university. And another important figure in the history of flight, Amelia Earhart, was a visiting professor at Purdue. And she lived in a dorm that now bears her name, Earhart Hall. And while she was there, she taught and was well-received, was well-beloved by a lot of the students, and described it to her friends as one of the favorite periods of her life was when she worked and lived at Purdue University. And Purdue loved her so much that they bought her the plane that she flew in when she disappeared. The oh, Lockheed. that's awesome. Yeah. So technically, if they ever find her and the plane, Purdue gets first dibs. They get to have the plane, basically, because it's theirs. And ever since she has disappeared, starting in like 1938, I want to say, there have been rumors of her on campus in the room that she lived in, uh, in the dorm, on the first floor, people have reported seeing Amelia sort of hanging out and feeling the cold drafts and all the classic ghost symptoms. But the better part is Purdue has a, a little tiny airport, a proud airport, 
that was used by the military and others until about the late 1990s, if I remember the story correctly. And tons of people see her in Hangar 1, if I remember correctly there. Uh, They turn around and there she is, inspecting their new planes and sort of taking in all the sights. And one guy was an MP and he turned around and saw her and he shot at her. He was so startled by what he saw. Uh, And there's just tons of people who report that Amelia hangs out with them. And I think it's really cool that maybe this, this person from history hangs out at my alma mater. That's fascinating. I had I had no idea that there was that connection there. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that either. Cool. Luke. Cool. Well, uh so I guess I can talk about two different two different uh ghost stories at the the university that I'm at now. So, uh I'm at Eastern Kentucky University in uh in Richmond, Kentucky, which is just down south from 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 Lexington. And and we have one ghost that's that's very traditional, uh, and then another ghost that I think is kind of kind of neat. And and I don't know, maybe it maybe it falls into line with some of the tropes that we that we have for ghost stories. But but I think it's a little bit different and worth mentioning. So the first one is we have we have the blue lady. So on our campus we have the Keen Johnson Building as our as our student. Uh, the traditional side of the, the the original student center, and now it's used for a lot of different uh, a lot of different functions. But it's a really really nice uh, really nice building. It was built uh, you know earlier in the nineteen the nineteen hundreds uh, you know post Great Depression. But but at that period of time, it's it's very nice. Uh, and on one portion of the the Keen Johnson building there's the Pearl Buchanan Theater and so of course we have an acting student that died in this in this uh, in this theater and so to this day you can see the the blue the blue lady that's that's haunting haunting the uh, the Keen Johnson the Keen Johnson building and so uh, it's said that she would climb up to the the top of the clock tower of the the theater every night to memorize her lines. Maybe she became depressed, uh, thinking about a love that she had lost, fell to her death, jumped to her death, something like that. And so to this day, you can see uh, some some blue haze that oftentimes floats around up by the clock tower, which is you know the the pinnacle of the student center. And so every morning when I get to campus super early in the in the fall. In the fall months, I'm looking, and I've yet to see any blue, any blue haze. But I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna see it. <laughs> uh, and and some people say that they actually see uh, a wispy spectral lady inside the the theater itself too. You're gonna take a photo one morning, and you're gonna get the outline of a blue lady, or at least an orb. You're gonna get that. It's true. I, I, it's gonna happen. I've and I have. I've taken a number of photos of the of the. Uh, the building, and I've yet to have anything develop, but I'm gonna try. Uh, and it's just you know that's such a, just such a classic, like ghost story yeah. on a campus. The lovelorn, uh, suicidal uh, student that whether it's a dorm room or some sort of theater, that's that's something that you that you see that comes up. Uh, the other the other ghost that we have on campus is Mozart, and Mozart is. Uh, a dog that was that was found on EKU's campus throughout, uh, I think, most of the the 60s. Uh, he was sort of the unofficial mascot of of our university. Uh, he was oftentimes 
found sleeping under the desk of the the president of the university at the time, Robert Martin. Uh, he would he would just sort of come and go as he pleased on campus, and so this is well documented. There's there's some some nice paintings of Mozart the dog. He's this this very nice, pretty uh, black dog that was on campus, and it's well documented. There's photos of this dog. There's paintings of this dog. He, he had a place within the hearts of, of EKU students, and he died in the, in, the, in the mid to late 60s. He's now buried like in the center of campus. If you go around the backside of this amphitheater that we have, that's sort of in this, this shallow pit area uh, that we call the ravine, where there's, there's some seating that sort of surrounds this amphitheater. If you go on the backside of the amphitheater, you'll find the, uh, the gravestone for, for Mozart the dog. And like the first fall semester that I was that I was there at EKU a year ago I went on a couple different expeditions at the end of the day trying to find this uh, this gravestone and I found it and was able to take some pictures and talk about it with my students and they didn't know a whole lot about it but it seems like at least I've found a, a few campus newspaper reports that that there are uh, spectral black dogs that are that are reported around campus and these have been attributed to being to being Mozart uh, and of course uh, spectral hounds are 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 a thing or a trope but I think it's it's really neat that there's this this close documentation for for a real life black dog that's that's buried right there in the heart of EKU and still probably haunts it to this day and usually spectral black dogs are not a good sign They're it's harbinger like, of death right right exactly but this dog sounds like it it would be more of a uh, you know a, a beneficial uh uh ben- benevolent ghost I like rather, it. rather than a uh, a harbinger of doom a protector maybe he's uh maybe Mar- mozart's the the protector of the blue lady like you know it, it would be nice to think that they that they've met up on the other side and and there's at least some companionship for the blue lady who yeah. who suffered that bad that bad demise but not for raffinesque no no, he's still buried in some uh, potter's ground, probably beneath a soccer field somewhere in uh, in Pennsylvania or Philadelphia, somewhere in in Philadelphia, somewhere. There you go, university university ghosts. We need to make this a recurring thing. <laughs> spooky stories from college. That's well, spooky stories from fill in the blank. <laughs> At any rate. Send us your spooky story. You can call us 859-429-CROM, or you can record your story as a WAV file and attach it to an email and send it to thecromcast at gmail.com. We're ready to believe you. Down around.
I got a tweet. Hold on. It's to the Chromecast. Let's read it. Tweet, 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 tweet.